It's 2022. Do you know where your consumer is? The Channel Mastery Podcast is created for executives who are obsessed with knowing everything about their target consumers, because that's what unlocks the future success and impact of our brands and businesses today. Every week on this podcast, we dig deep to bring you what's working and what's not when it comes to winning the attention of and building loyalty with your target consumer. We've got a lot to share, so let's get to it. And thanks so much to Verde Brand Communications for being the presenting sponsor of the Channel Mastery Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new season of the Channel Mastery Podcast. I have an incredible guest to share with you today. He's a return guest to the Channel Mastery Podcast, but he has great insights to share, and I think he's going to bring a lot to the conversation as we go from August 2022 toward the end of the year and get our planning together for 2023. Welcome to the show, Scott, with Ascent 360. It's great to have you back. Awesome. Well, it's it's great to be back. Uh, I really enjoy uh, these conversations, and I always think we just bring out uh, all sorts of interesting ideas together. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So I'm so excited to have you on the show at this time. Obviously, we're starting a brand new season, rather, and we're really focusing on kind of level setting and uh, enabling leaders and executives in outdoor recreation to finish the year really strong. And also, as you know well, planning is going to be an interesting, uh, it already has started for most of our clients, actually, in terms of the budget process, which I think has been earlier than most years. But we're here to really talk about, I think, some some larger trends and how they pertain to outdoor recreation. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself again, because there's probably a lot of newcomers here today, and what you do at Ascent 360, your background, and then we'll uh, get into the macro trends. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Scott Bielter. I'm the CEO and founder of a venture-backed software company called Ascent 360. Uh, we we build software that, that helps uh, the outdoor industry, specialty retail, effectively use data to do smart marketing, right? So we build something that's called a customer data platform. It ingests data. It uses that data in really smart ways to communicate with with the end consumer. Um, It's worth saying that, you know, I've been in data my whole life. Um, Actually, my first job was at Experian. And, you know, this was before data was cool. Uh, you know, people would ask me, oh, oh my God, why in the world are you going to a data processing company? And, and you know, my answer was like, I just have passion for data. And, you know, what, what was interesting is that, is that, you know, within five or six years, data started becoming cool and, and in some sense remains cool ever since. Uh, you know, I also have a degree in, in economics uh, a MBA uh, in you know business, but also technology, and and all of that kind of comes together. You know, uh, you know they call economics the dismal the dismal science, and it is a science only in as much as it it does its best to look at data w- without complete answers and make some predictions about what the future might look like, and it's 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 a really really hard thing to do, but but it's it's what we all need to do, and in a sense, what we're trying to do every day, right? So. Yeah, get some sense of of what the future actually looks like. And um, I think that's a fantastic background. And ultimately, I think a lot of people listening today understand the need for data. 
and they're still not exactly sure like how to leverage it. I think because things keep changing so rapidly, they might get their arms around one one component or five, and then they realize they have to look at things differently. But before we get into all that, you and I have uh, the opportunity to focus on a key macro trend today to really help out the audience. Where do you think we should go? And um, let's let's kind of get our jumping off point there because you come from your Ascend 360s in golf, it's in music, it's in outdoor recreation. You're really looking at so many different sectors, I think, of what's driving the consumer out there today. So where do you think we should go with this to bring the most value? Yeah, you know, I think that the most salient uh, macro trend, you know, continues to be inflation. And in- inflation is probably where we should spend some time, but 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 dig into it in, in ways that that maybe you don't see on the in the newspapers or on the evening news. And I think what I, what I mean by that is that you know you need to start asking what it even means to say that inflation you know just hit a a you know high of 9.1 percent um, and and what that actually means and how it's measured. And so what I what I'd actually say is that look 9.1 percent is is really high means prices are effectively 10% higher than a year ago. But a year ago, inflation was already lofty, right? It was already at 5.3%. And so, you know, you, you kind of take that compounded. And what you find now is that, you know, prices over two, three years ago start looking like 15, 18% above what they were. But but when you think about, well, okay, is it 9.3% for everybody? And in a, in a sense, it's just a made-up calculation based on a fictitious basket of products that that the the, the uh, economists w- would say that a a possible person might buy. But but what it really means is that inflation affects everybody in in dramatically different ways. So so if you can imagine a you know young person who let's say makes. a year, maybe lives in a resort town where rent is a really large portion of their their monthly expenses. And and that rent has been increasing at at a a rate faster than inflation. Well, what it probably looks like to that person is is that inflation is dramatically worse than 9%. Or something like that. It, that might look to them like it's you know 15, 18 percent. There are other people. Um, let's just let's just say the the um, you know work from home crowd that don't feel it the same way, right? They don't they don't use a lot of gas anymore because they don't uh, commute to work anymore. Um, they they have a totally different profile. They've owned a house, let's call it for 15 years. So like they don't really care if housing prices are up. And and there's a certain group of people that that are experiencing inflation in in really really rugged ugly terms, and there are others who it it really just doesn't matter to them nearly as much, and they don't see it or feel it. And I'd I'd offer to I'd even offer to say like well consider the double whammy of someone who's who's retired, living off a fixed income, and their stock portfolio is now down 25 30 percent. Um, so they've they've got a lot less money, and and they're and the things they're buying cost a lot more. So I, I thought it was just worth kind of trying to lay out well how how different inflation looks to different people. 
I think that's fantastic because ultimately what channel mastery is all about is really understanding the consumer. And we share a lot um, with other specialty markets you serve. Uh, but in Outdoor Rec, obviously, the categories are really different. But what we have in common is a consumer making highly considered purchases. Yep. And the way that you just laid that out, I think you you described several target categories for multiple <laughs> outdoor recreations categories. So like, I think that's really important. It's not a one size fits all. And, and it kind of goes back to how precise you have to be as you're targeting your messaging and really trying to make sure you're maintaining the relationship with your consumer as they're going through this volatility. The reason our businesses are going through volatility is because the consumer is going through a lot of volatility and like their consideration, their choices, how they're spending is really driving the boat here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's a couple things there that are worth, worth considering. You know, I, I think thing one is that th- there is a portion of the consumer that's holding on pretty well, you know, and I, I, you know, let's call them the laptop class and the laptop class uh, has been getting uh, higher salaries, real salaries, right. Above, above the rate of inflation. Um, that's actually one of the things that's driving inflation, if you will, right. There's more dollars chasing a, a somewhat limited supply of goods Um you know the, the 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 reason that the Fed thought that inflation was transitory was was because of the supply chain issues. Those supply chain issues aren't worked out by any stretch of the imagination. But but I think we can all see that that you know inventories are are increasing, um, and that's that's not necessarily helpful. And and what what is possibly true is that on the end of this kind of inflationary cycle. We, we might actually end up in something that looks more like a, a deflationary spiral. And I think if you look at a lot of what a, a lot of economists are talking about today, they're starting to get worried that this will turn into a deflationary spiral. And, and how, do, how does that happen? It happens when, you know, Target buys too much inventory. Walmart buys too much inventory. They, they bought all sorts of things with the idea that the pandemic is going to continue. So all these kind of classes of, of, of product for people who are who are stuck at home and all of a sudden nobody really needs that stuff anymore and they're starting to discount that and and once people start discounting um then the consumer says to themselves wait a minute if if it's if these products are getting less expensive and if i actually know that there's still you know 30 container ships or 128 container ships sitting off the off the coast of los angeles is isn't it true that products are going to continue to go down in price. So I'm going to hold off on this purchase because I think I can get it for less later. And that cycle is is a vicious cycle, as they say. And that's one that can start turning, you know, this flood of goods into a real negative. Now, to be fair, I don't think that's going to happen within the context of, of the outdoor industry, largely because the majority of the outdoor industry's consumer is actually pretty well to do, right? You know, if you, if you think about different deciles of income, the the consumers who are in the let's call it the the, the lower fifty percentile, um, you know, earning average income and lower, they're suffering. They're not paying their bills anymore. They're racking up credit card debt. Their credit card debt isn't getting paid. You, you probably just saw that AT and T. Uh, their wireless 
cell phone unit, uh, their their stock plummeted. And why did it plummet? It's because they've got a large customer base that has started paying their bills late, right? And that's that's really, really rough. Uh, and that's that's an ominous sign. Um, you know, please know I, I'm not I'm not um, you know kind of the, the the chicken little you know calling for doom. Um, and I feel actually better about the outdoor industry, largely because what, what every time we do a study of outdoor industry consumers, whatever category, bike, camp, hike, fish, run, um, the consumer is is a relatively high end consumer that still has their job. Unemployment is low. Unemployment rates are low, and they're still doing pretty well in the scheme of things. So Lifetime Sea Otter Classic Summit 2023 is joining Faraday Brand Communications as our sponsor for this new year. The goal is to deliver the solutions and best-in-class resources presented to executives in the outdoor recreation industries at the summit to you every week on the Channel Mastery Podcast. And we couldn't be more excited to exceed your expectations on that goal every week. So at the summit earlier this year in April 2022, right before the Sea Otter Classic, we gathered over 200 executive leaders from the outdoor, bike, endurance, and vehicle-supported adventure markets for two days of business intelligence, specialty market resourcing, and peer networking. It was awesome because it happened right before the Sea Otter Classic, which literally had about 80,000 consumers there. And guess how many people camped at the Sea Otter for multiple nights? Almost 7,000. Okay, this is a, a very special consumer event and to have this right before it is huge. We're going to share all the details on the 2023 summit in a very uh, near-term episode here and watch, uh, we'll be announcing things from a marketing standpoint, but I just wanted to make sure and thank Lifetime and Verde Brand Communications. Thank you so much. That's good to hear, um, but we also are really trying to target that newcomer who's elusive. And I think whether you're in a higher income bracket or doing better, or maybe on the suffering side, there is an element of the consumer being trained right now by Walmart, Target, et cetera. And I'll say like, you know, I get emails from tons and tons of retailers and brands in our space on purpose. And because I like kind of studying and looking at what everyone's doing, the promotions are already starting in earnest. And, and let's look look back to even you know, pre-pandemic where we were seeing uh, Cyber Monday, Black Friday happening earlier and earlier. It's like people are trying to land grab attention in a really dangerous way. Is that specifically what you're talking about with deflation in terms of like the way the consumer's responding to inflation in terms of outdoor rec? It, it, it is. Um, you know, so, you know, most of these, most of these ideas that we're talking about have kind of a, a little bit of, um, you know, Tails, tail of two cities, or you know, look at heads and look at tails, and they look, they look different, even though you're looking at the same coin. And you, you probably saw that that Amazon had its largest Prime Day sale ever, right? They sold more yes. than they've they've ever sold. Mm-hmm. If you start digging into the numbers, it's a little bit frightening. There were products that were selling for seventy five percent off. Oh boy. There were there were you know flat screen televisions, you know that were, you know, $400 marked down to $100 and there there was a whole lot of that. And so, you know, when when you have a glut of inventory, which, you know, last time we talked, we had exactly the opposite, 
uh, uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't have enough inventory. When you've got a glut of inventory, um, people are going to do what they need to do to get rid of that uh, if they need to. And and then you know what what actually happens? Well, someone doesn't need another television because they just bought one for a hundred dollars. Um, and and you know that that's the that's the that's the bigger fear uh, for, from from an economist perspective than 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 the other. Um, it, it's also worth saying that you know we when you think about inflation, a lot of people are thinking about it, but some somewhat recent trend, uh, you know whatever kind of kicked into high gear last November or December or something like that. Well, the the, the reality is that there there has been asset inflation now for a couple of years, right? Assets, hard goods, you know, let's call it um, housing, stocks, um, you know, equities in in all sorts of categories that that can even include, you know, painting and farmland and, and those sort of things have been increasing in really substantive ways. Uh, for for two or three years, and and all of that is just kind of moving its way through the boa constrictor, and and now it's you know it's at the consumer level, and I think we're all suffering from it, and you know that that actually you know to me what it really means is that we need to get really close and tight to all of our businesses, run them as efficiently as possible, and do the right things to sell you know the right product to the right consumer. Um, and and that's like in a, in a sense like how you think about well how, how do we how do we not call this doom uh, how, how do we call it something something better than that um, which which is really the the thing to expect and you know I I hear I am like I was a journalist and now I serve journalists it's been thirty plus years the media with the headlines are the ones that create the doom so I'd really like to kind of jump off from exactly where you just went to there. We have the opportunity now to think differently about how we're serving our consumers. <clears throat> and I think that you're right. The low-hanging fruit is promotion. And it might be something that you have to take like an Advil to take down the swelling <laughs> yep. and really get like your system ready to do something more strategic. But I guess I, I feel so... Um, I just am really, really obsessed right now with the idea of making sure that as we're going through this window where like... We have partners, i.e. brands, retailers, whatever side of the coin you're on, who are going to be asking for help or demanding help or canceling orders, et cetera, to try and get through this time and tighten their own ships. And it's a matter of truly understanding, like, what we've always preached here on the Channel Mastery Podcast is like, where is your consumer? And they have less loyalty than ever. They're maybe with you right now, and you have to be really conscientious about what could turn them off and what could make make your brand be devalued in their mind because they have so many other options they could choose from. So I do think that what you just said is really interesting. Instead of looking at it like it's doom, and sure, it's not the easy road or the easy button. There really never is one. But I think we have the opportunity right now to really get to know our consumers um, in a way that... And, and our businesses, frankly, because there are so many different complex pressures on the consumer and on our businesses that we've never dealt with before. It's just super important to look at an array of solutions, not just promotion going forward, I think. And I do, from what all the conversations I've been having and continue to have to flesh out this new season, it's all about like right-sizing businesses and, and uh, 
asking for favors in relationships. And it's just a very tenuous time out there. Um, and I do have a lot of empathy for what's happening. I'm feeling it myself in my own business, obviously. So I guess in that way, knowing that you deal with industry intelligence and data, specifically in your business, maybe there are some recommendations that you could make to specialty business leaders as we look to finish 2022 strong. But more importantly, we are planning for, I think, a positive 2023 in light of all these complexities. Yeah. I, you know, you know, a, a, a way to kind of start thinking about, about it is to think, look, given the amount of shock that we've seen, so, you know, think about the shock, right? We've got a war in the Ukraine. We've got continued COVID challenges. We've got what we're discussing, inflation. Uh, we've got falling equity markets. Uh, we've got something that we call the great resignation, right? Which is something like 30% of, of all employed people changed jobs in, in the last 12 months. It, it's probably higher than that. Um, then we've got rising interest rates. So the cost of capital is higher. Uh, we've got skyrocketing shipping costs, right? They are, they haven't gone down. So, um, you know, most of our 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 outdoor products are made abroad uh, that need to get shipped here, and so we've got massive lead times for getting those those products, and we've got a a dramatically strengthening dollar, um, right? Thirty percent over the euro over whatever three four years ago. Um, that all all of those shocks have have resulted in kind of where we are now, and where we are now isn't um, it, you know is is like 0.4 percent down this quarter, right? So, and that's that's not comfortable by any stretch of the imagination, and that may in fact accelerate into a a real full blown recession, uh, but but it's it's not there there yet, um, and so so you'd say okay, well well what what do we do? In in the face of all of this, um, is what what do we do? And and I would say, well, look, there's there's probably like five or six things, but let's let's focus on just just a couple. W one is that like let's see the positive trends that are still happening and adjust to them, right? One is that it actually turns out that about six years ago, maybe forty percent of e-commerce transactions happened on a mobile device. And and now we're up to seventy two percent, right? So that's the twenty twenty two Q two number was seventy two percent of e com tractions done via mobile device. So look, you, you need to have a mobile strategy, and you need to have a mobile first strategy. And and so you know, like how how do you switch in a sense from this discussion of um, of inflation and potential recession? to like, what do I do in my business? And I think, well, what I do in my business is all the smart things that data is telling us um, is, is important to help run your business. It's not to do the same thing and, and go discount. Uh, it is to do the things that, that people want. Um, so, you know, that, that, you know, so all, all your emails, as an example, I, I would probably build them in a mobile first view rather than a desktop view. Um, my kids today, I've got kids, they don't use a computer and they look at their phone like it is the computer. Yeah. Um, and so like act, act on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'd also say that, that, you know, like if, if there is the start of a recession, it's like, well, stay close to your customer, um, you know, treat them well, treat them like individuals, 
Um, I, I was actually just on the phone with a bike retailer. Uh, this is maybe three days ago. And, and they said, like, look, what, what we know is that we're specialty retail. And unless we make it special uh, and un- unless we treat the consumer well and we help the consumer find what's best for them, then, then we're just another retailer. So we, we focus completely on if someone comes in, someone is saying hello to them within 30 seconds of them walking into the door. Um, we we want to learn something about them and help them through the process. Not everybody will want that, but but the people who do, um, right? That that's what will actually sell the inventory that you've got when you you know connect someone, to the, the the right person to the to the right product, right? A bike that fits them. I mean, my best example, and I keep using this, is I in Colorado, you know, live in really steep steep terrain. And I, I bought a bike that only has nine gears. Uh, and someone told me that's fine, like that, that it's fine these days. And it's like literally not fine. I can't, I can't get up steep hills and it doesn't go fast enough downhill uh, either. Um, and so I bought the wrong bike and I'm, I'm annoyed by that. And uh, so, so I really wish I would have had someone help guide me through the process uh, in, a, in a more fundamental way. And mm-hmm. I, and, 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 you know, that, that's really, I think, what, what the secret is to get through uh, the, the difficult times is, like, the people you know, treat them well, make sure that they're friends. Like, just as, as you said earlier, right, you know, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to end up working, working, working out things with your, your vendors and suppliers that ultimately benefit your consumer. Right. It's great advice. Um, I also think getting, you know, getting closer to your consumer in a, in some ways means also getting closer to your workforce and your team because they're the front lines to your consumer. So do you have anything that you'd like to share on that front in terms of like, you know, no matter what size your team is, you're all on the same page. And it's not like a fear-driven message. It's like, hey, we have an opportunity now to understand a whole new, you know, dynamic around our consumer. And I think that's a powerful thing that a company leader can do too. Yeah, I the the what what is very interesting about this this time we're in right now mm-hmm. is that we we really still do have record low unemployment, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's also worth saying that the generation right, which is the millennial generation, there that that was a big generation. The generations after them are all much smaller, and the millennials are already forty years old, so. So that generation isn't necessarily going to be the the ones who are, you know, staffing your retail store. Who's going to be staffing your retail store is 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 Gen Z and and some of the others. It's a smaller generation, and that means that labor is is going to be an issue for for retailers. So it's like, well, how do you uh, treat your employees really really well? How do you build something like a family? How do you, you know, give them things that are going to benefit them in life, right? Give them, you know, sales training, give them uh, the, the tools to do a good job within your organization so, so they can ultimately move on to something else that, you know, maybe, maybe you know, bike mechanic or, or, or whatever else it is as, as they flow through their life. Uh, but it's going to be hard to keep them happy if you're not treating them like the really super valuable asset that they are. That is specialty. 
in so many ways. Like you could have the best of intentions with your business, whether it's a brand or a store or whatever. But if you don't have people who are really able to create a special experience for people, I mean, that's really the the heart and soul of it. So commoditization and racing to the bottom on price is exactly the opposite of that. And I believe that, you know, every touch point your brand and your retail shop has with that outside world and consumer, et cetera, is such a valuable touch point. And, you know, we're going to be getting into more and more of that on this new um, series of Channel Mastery. Uh, But ultimately, I'm, you know, with everything that you see and like the data-driven approach that you have, I'd love for you to share maybe where people can find out more or if you have any like intelligence that you're publishing. I know that you're going to be you know, making some speaking engagements happen pretty soon. Like anything you can share where we might be able to learn more from you, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, so what what I'd also say is that is that I think data is still in the early stages of a super cycle. And, you know, when I got into the industry, data was in some sense kind of frowned upon, right? It, it, it wasn't sexy. Uh, it's gotten very, very sexy, but but that doesn't mean that it's actually being used by the, the vast majority of outdoor companies, uh, I would I would argue that that most of them are still in, um, you know, the elementary school with regard to how they use data, how they utilize data, you know, how they segment their customers, how they think about pricing, um, how they think about um, you know I- integrating tastes and preferences into the things that they buy. So we're so early in this process. And I would I would recommend to start taking data very very seriously. Uh, making any decision without some kind of data foundation uh, is 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 one in which you are you're, you're just taking a gamble, right? That, that's that's gambling versus decision making. That's right. maybe the way I think about it. Um, and so you know, please you know, I would I would ask anyone to reach out to Ascent three hundred and sixty. We 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 know a lot about data. We do customer profiles. We can help you understand your your customer base where they are, what they look like, their demographics, psychographics, um, all, all of those sorts of things, and, and help you say, well, how do I treat these people the right way? And then how do I also find more people who look just like them? Because you know the, the next customer is going to be somewhat similar to your current customer un- until you make some changes that say, I'm, I'm looking for a brand new customer somewhere else. That's awesome. And so give us your website and LinkedIn and everything else will be in the show notes, everybody. And I know you're going to Big Gear Show, so you'll be there. And I'm sure there will be more opportunities. Uh, we'd love to have you at the summit next April, which is obviously down the road. But um, so just, you know, follow us. I think the LinkedIn would be a, a great place for Ascent 360 and Scott to to figure out where Scott's going to be and, and get some more uh, information on how you can use the data that his team is producing. Yep. And uh, so our website is, you know, www.ascent360.com. Um, you can, we've got a, a, a big presence on, on LinkedIn, uh, as well as some of the other social channels as well. Uh, and we, we will be at all the events. We're going to Big Gear. We'll be at, at Summer Outdoor Retailer as well. Uh, and, and then we're coming to, to your show as well uh, next, next year, which we're really excited about. Awesome. Well, we'll have you back on before that probably a couple of times. Thank you for being a regular guest here, Scott. I kind of feel like we've grown up together on the podcast over the past few years, and I just really value your take and having it right now, especially. It's just really great to hear. It's a grounding, um, I think that you bring a nice level of like 
groundedness to this, but also like this is a strategic opportunity. And I think with the right tools, um, we can really make some gains in our businesses right now um, during this time that we maybe historically would have looked at as doom and gloom. So thank you again for, for joining us here. Absolutely. Thank you too. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Channel Mastery Podcast. Please give us a thumbs up if you like what you hear, share it with a colleague or friend, and also make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. 